How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Little White Lines. Kind of my little story, my memoir of my past and my drug use and my career and just everything in between. Today, we're going to be talking about the move to Missouri and how life was pretty much going okay for me. Started the business, got in a relationship, and then everything went downhill. But if you guys are listening to this on YouTube, you can also check me out on Spotify and iTunes. Just check it, look up Little White Lines. I will be there, and you can listen to me while going down the road, so you don't have to open up YouTube. And if you are listening to this on iTunes and Spotify, you can also check out the YouTube channel, Little White Lines. I will be streaming on other platforms as well, like iHeartRadio and Google Podcasts. I'm still working on that stuff, but... um. Thank you for everyone who is tuning in, for the little people I do have listening. Hopefully this can reach a broader audience. I've been kind of shy on sharing things out, um, especially something like this. And we're going to talk more about that too and why I, I was hiding it, hiding everything um, as long as I did until now. So sit back and relax. We got another story to get into. Welcome to Little White Lines. So, as you guys heard from the past stories, Arizona was kind of wild. And after my uh, first or my second divorce, I I kind of went to like the more stupid side of myself you know did stupid things and could have got myself in a lot of trouble and you know the logical side of me said we gotta go we gotta move and so I ended up quitting the job that I was working at at the time uh, running tanker and uh, doing flatbed and I went clean uh, completely clean sober actually for the three months that I was doing the flatbed and then uh, it didn't really work out there as well as I thought it would. Like, every time I was switching jobs, it was always, is the grass greener on the other side? And, well, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. And this time, it was not. And basically, it was like, well, do I go back to Arizona to my family, to my kids? Like, I should have. Like, a smart man would have just been like, you know, let's just move back with mom and dad um, just so you can be closer to your, your sons, you know? And, and no, instead, I was running from my problems. I was running from my ex. I was running from everything and just wanting a complete reset, a fresh start, something new uh, to just better myself. And I don't regret it one bit because Missouri changed my life. It was probably one of the better changes. You see, I never met my biological mom uh, until I was 18 years old. I didn't know who she was. Throughout the years, we uh, we were kind of conversing back and forth, talking and learning about each other. And then, you know, I found out that she lived in Missouri and the house behind her was actually for rent. And it was only like $350 a month. And I thought, man, a two-bedroom place for $350 a month? Now, mind you, this place was a shithole. But it was going to be my shithole. And I love that. Like, I was able to, like, build it up and fix it up and caught the cockroaches and mice. And, ugh. It was nasty, but eventually we got it cleaned up you know and it gave me a sense of purpose she ended up helping me get another trucking job um 
got to drive a real nice long nose Kenworth and like I, you know with everything going on being single man new new house new career um or new job I was distracted and and never even had the thought of doing anything stupid any type of drugs nothing and that's how it went for a while I was sobered up I was happy I was living my life uh, I was on TikTok a lot. I was growing some fame there, doing my YouTubes, everything. I was doing sober. Never had a slip up, never had an urge, never had anything. And honestly, this might be the boring, most boring part of the podcast because it was just a good time. Like, yeah, I got, I got drunk. Best believe I got drunk. I made a couple dumb videos where I was running around you know, the truck stop, uh, in my boxers and, you know, people then might've thought, yeah, this motherfucker high, this motherfucker high as fuck, you know, no, no, I was just, just happy. I was, I was happy and having fun making money on the side doing that. Um, and like, it just felt so good, but the loneliness was, was hitting me, you know, so I ended up meeting a girl, um, on TikTok. Now, the future episodes is going to be a little bit harder for me to talk about. I'm not going to say I'm going to hide her name, but I'm going to try my best to. But to be honest, her name might slip out. Some of those who know me know who that person is. You see, when I went through my divorce, I was uh, I was depressed like anybody that goes through a breakup. But um I was still trying to pursue something else. Maybe, you know, have another family, have another life, you know? And, uh, this girl reached out to me on TikTok and asked me if I wanted to chat and whatnot. And I thought she was gorgeous and thought she was a lot cooler than what she turned out to be. And made a lot of videos together and started like a long distance relationship. And, and, uh, I thought, you know, I found happiness again. I thought I found the happiness that I had lost. Again, I was happy. And it sucks, like, even today, you know, I keep going through photos and photos and photos of me and her and, like, all the shit that we went through, like, fun stuff and, you know, just deleting them. And it, it hurts me sometimes. It's the hardest thing for me because, like, I was actually in love again, you know. I, I couldn't really say I was in love with my first, first, uh, or not my first, my second ex-wife too much. I mean, let me put it this way. Me and my second ex-wife, we were, uh, we were an interesting pair. You know, we had a girlfriend together. We were swingers. We were, we did things together. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I've had more threesomes than a lot of men dream of. And I know that sounds fucking, you know, like, un, like weird to some or unbelievable, but Shit, there's there's photos of me out there on the internet that could prove that, that could validate that. Like and me and me and two other females. And it was fun at the time. It was a great fucking time. But that's not love. You know, I didn't feel no jealousy and shit. Like with this girl though, man. I was hooked on her. Hooked like when your first high school crush tells you that they like you and that yes or no no that kind of like the butterflies you know it's crazy 
how I fucking love works. I knew I love her. I don't think she knew that too well, but I did. So I was doing, I was working and then I ended up uh, talking to a buddy of mine and he says, well, I know another job that'll pay more because the job I was working at didn't really pay as much. And uh, we're thinking about, you know, me, me and this girl, I'm just gonna call her A. All right, me and A, we were thinking about uh, moving in together, but we needed a bigger place. So I needed to make more money. Well, I ended up going to a Chicago-based company that paid like 60 cents the mile, which at the time was really good. But um, the thing is, is like, I was gone a lot more, you know? Yeah, I got to have my home time and stuff and take that time to rent a car, to drive out to uh, a different state to see her. I will just say it, New Mexico to see her. You know, that was nice, but I was out a lot more. And this is gonna affect me in the future. I'll tell you why. You see, throughout the time, her and I got really close and like we thought, we were gonna be soulmates and there was nothing. You know how that is in the, like in the beginning? You get that puppy dog stage, that, that puppy dog love stage where like you feel like you're gonna be together forever but then it ends up being just bad, you know? And that's why from now on when I'm dating, uh, there's gonna be like a, uh, a two or three year grace period before I even think about moving in or marrying or any of that now. I wanna see if they can put up with me. But um the first year we were together, everything was good, we went on trips, had a good time, had a family, like life was just perfect and beautiful and she decided to move out to Missouri. We ended up moving into a beautiful home in Webb City, Missouri and like the rent was kind of expensive but because I was doing this over the road job, it wasn't that bad for me. Like I, I was holding down the household, we were paying our bills. We weren't rich but we weren't poor either, like we were just like a normal modern family and and i regret i regret to this day ever moving away like god throwing away all that because i'm cheap because i'm cheap we decided let's just drop missouri and move to illinois and the moment we did that, everything in our life went south. And this is where the downhill spiral really begins. We'll talk more about that right after this. So I seen a post on Facebook from a fellow YouTuber. Um, we're just gonna call him TRT. Some may know him, some may not, but he was he, he just bought a farm, a chicken farm, or whatever. He was looking for uh, people to help him and he wasn't gonna charge rent and stuff. And from what I gathered at the time was that, you know, someone come in there, feed the chickens and, uh, you know, pick up the dead chickens, clean the eggs, whatever. Um, it really didn't seem like a whole lot at that time, you know, and me and A was discussing it thinking, oh, this is gonna be, this is kind of great, like no rent, beautiful home, beautiful home and like 
like this farmland like it was just perfect away from the city i, lo I loved it uh well i love the location and stuff besides the part that was illinois but like we thought man no rent i she could do that and i can uh be a truck driver you know and like we can just be happy like she'll have something to do and i'll have something to do but the problem was is she also had kids two boys and her boys well they didn't really have like a father figure in their life until i came along you know and and uh they they weren't like angels so to say she didn't really have like a lot of control over them it saddened saddens me to even talk about them like this um and i probably won't say too much anymore because to be honest i love those boys like they were my own i really did but um it made things hard there it made things really hard um and then things kind of went south i remember you know we moved out there we tried working we tried working it for a couple weeks and it just wasn't working out and at this point we you know we gave up the lease to our home so we couldn't go back um he ended up paying for our move but it but like she did not do it right at all i had a way we could have did it for a lot less than what she did it for like she she hired a moving company that left literally half our shit out there that's still out there to this day uh didn't take everything um and you know some some stuff just happened back and forth and then you know this is also around the same time that i had pushed a load out of the trailer and then apparently failed a drug test which guys i i've told you everything to this point i didn't do fucking drugs that week but I did also say that I used to carry a Gatorade bottle that did have some in there. And I think I might have took a drink out of it and not realize it. I don't know. To this day, I, I swear I don't know. I did not choose to get high. Life was good. I didn't want to get high. But what really bothered me is like there was some YouTube drama. And, you know, I told people about what had happened. Um, about me failing the drug test. And I was up front saying I was for meth. And I set, tried to cover it with a crane. And I lied, you know, to a lot of people. And because... You know, when people hear the word meth or drugs, or whatever, they automatically just think the worst of somebody. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I hit it so bad is because once you're an addict, people look at you differently. Like anytime you do something different um, or you fuck up, you're, oh, you're automatically on drugs. You're automatically doing drugs. You know, like if I stay up too late, oh, he's on drugs. He's high. If I lose my temper, oh, he must be high. If I... Um, if I act too hyper, if I talk too much, he must be high. Ever since I got sober, though, like the like I have been so scared to even reach out and talk to people because I don't want the that assumption when I'm working my butt off to stay sober, you know. But people look at you as a villain. They look down as you. Uh, uh, they look down at you. They treat you different. So of course I'm gonna hide the fuck out of my usage and all that shit, but. When I told the when I told the people on YouTube that oh I failed a drug test uh, for methamphetamine, this part really fucked me up. The guy that you know we were going to work for I don't know if he was mad at me or what the fuck was said I don't remember it was um, you know a minute ago and I have just kind of squashed it all and forgot about it, but he made the claim that he found a burnt spoon and some paraphernalia under the fucking sink of that house he fucking lied 
Now, everyone took his side because he's been, always been a straight up guy, never talked shit before, and blah, blah, blah. He fucking lied. That was a bold faced lie. She wasn't doing drugs. I wasn't doing drugs. He fucking lied because I had already made the statement on YouTube that I failed a drug test. So he used that to try to frame me or start shit for something I don't fucking know, but he fucking lied. And it, it it goes to show that no matter how much of a front somebody will put out there to try to make themselves look good, because I know I've tried, everybody's got a fucking dark side. Everybody's got a fucking secret and everybody's got a lie to tell. I have gone along, like I, I've gone so far into telling you guys every little bit that I remember or I can recall or that, that like some deep shit that I've shared with y'all. Don't you think I would have told y'all if I was getting fucking high over at his place? No, I had no reason to. I was happy. Life was good, even though we had to move. But speaking of the happiness, I ended up losing the happiness because I ended up failing. And of course, when you fail a drug test, your life is over. She ended up getting all the shit back to her place in New Mexico. And I ended up going with her to New Mexico. And uh, then my second part of my life had to start. Where in the beginning, it was, it was going to be good. Um, things were going to be all right. I was going to figure this shit out. I ended up paying to have another drug test uh, taken, $250, because I just didn't believe it. That's how much I didn't believe it, guys. I failed a pre-employment drug test. Why would I get high before a pre-employment, you know? And so I paid the $250 that I really didn't fucking have to basically have them retest because I didn't believe that I did any drugs. Because when I push that load out of that trailer it was only like a little bit of load i ended up going to another uh company uh you know filling all the paperwork taking the drug test and that's when i found out i failed now what made that year so great besides that point was the company i started i started was think online i haven't talked too much about this and it fucking kills me to even talk about it now just because I got fucked, basically. But Think Chrome Line was going to be my ticket to get away from truck driving anyway. Think Chrome Line was going to be my ticket to be home with my family, to see my boys, to be financially stable. We made over $65,000 gross uh, in our first, what, five, six months of sales. But... You know the holidays and it was a new thing truckers had a thing the protests and covid like like there was so much that helped us grow plus TikTok that we were able to do that she basically took the company from me saying that like it was hers and you know blah 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 i remember when i borrowed money from a friend of mine and i paid him back of course but i i got the capital to start that I got the business license. I got the LLC. I got the inventory. I did all the fucking advertising. I did everything. All she did was ship shit for me. She was an employee, basically. But she wanted to say she did all the work. You know, Think Online meant a whole fucking lot to me. 
and it saddens me that you know even today like I could probably fight and take it back but she has a very rich family and I don't have a whole lot so I probably never get it back again but that's okay plan on getting some other stuff but I'm getting off subject here um but we ended up going back to New Mexico and started looking for a job. I ended up uh, applying for a car dealership as a salesman because I thought I was a pretty good salesman, you know? Now, let's be real here. With the t-shirt biz and my freaking, uh, my YouTubes and TikToks and like how I am, sales, being a salesman is pretty, pretty good gig. And then I ended up getting the call for the interview and I almost had the job and then another job I filled out was a tow truck company and they called me at the time of the interview and I was like man it's still kind of trucking in a way I'm still delivering things and still helping people and it was the best decision of my life was to become a tow truck driver now mind you I have not slipped I was not doing any drugs of course especially after failing a drug test for it I know it's kind of an oxymoron but like I just didn't want that fucking shit in my life and so I ended up getting a job as a tow truck driver and it was just exhilarating. I went out, did some training, um, and I learned so much. And the next episode, we're going to be talking about those stories. And then we're going to talk about how I slipped back into my dark ways and gave up and so on and so forth. But anyway, guys, I want to thank you all for listening. I know this was kind of not like, uh, a druggy type story but I just wanted to clear some shit up as well and share you know the good part of my life you know when I was sober uh, when I was happy when I had everything um, again if this is you guys the first time here listening on YouTube please hit that like and subscribe button and hit the bell icon so you get a notification for every time I upload it is kind of random I don't have no set schedule yet uh, same with Spotify and and uh, iTunes I Apple I Apple podcast whatever the hell it is i don't know how that works but uh if there's a like button or comment please leave you know that down uh share this out share this for anybody that might be struggling or needs a good story to listen to or whatever the case may be um you know maybe somebody can relate i don't know but again thank you all for listening for those of you who do and i will catch you all in the next episode have a wonderful night be safe and yeah later